Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast, your source for tomorrow's talent today. Hear real life stories of models, actors, and musicians breaking down barriers, launching careers, and sharing their stories of overcoming obstacles and finding real success. They will activate the winner in you by revealing the path with their best tips and advice. My name is Denine White, and I am the host of the VIP Ignite Live podcast, and I am so excited, to, and I have the distinct honor of interviewing today Vinny Petrosini, who is one of the principal characters in the movie Target. Vinny, thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So can you, can you introduce yourself to my audience, tell them a little bit about who you are? Okay. Well, my name is Vincent Petrosini. Um, I've been an actor producer for 16 years, 17 years now. Um, and it's been a long, interesting, fun journey. And it's, it's pretty unique for me because I can literally attach what I'm doing today to something that I did like 11 years ago. Like that thing that I did 11 years ago, that small little hello at a, at a party turned into what I'm doing today and I could track it all back. Oh, so wow. it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been a unique, interesting trip. And Can I'm you give a us a little glimpse into that? that? That sounds like a really interesting story because I don't, I don't think that people realize that the connections they're making today can affect their lives in 10, 15 oh, years. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for instance, um, I did an off off Broadway play where nobody in it went on to do anything of note. The production production company shut down, uh, but there was one actress in it who I became friendly with and we got along very well and we used to double date and hang out and all these things. And she ended up introducing me like five years later to another actress friend of hers who was writing something that I ended up being in that connected into something else that led me to a meeting that I had just two days ago with a big publicist that is likely going to handle one or one or two of my next projects. So that one little, I don't want to say terrible play that I did, you know, all those years ago turned into getting uh, a very well-known publicist. Um, so yeah, those little connections, those little meetings, they add up, they mean something. If you're real and genuine with people and you make legitimate friendships, because there's also a lot of people that uh, are in it for the connection. What could you do for me? How far could you get me? Nowhere? Okay, I'm next. Who's next? You know, you see a lot of that too. And you must work and deal with those types as well because they're a part of the puzzle. They're a part of the machine. Yeah. Um, but I find the truer connections where I've connected with pe people emotionally is what has led me to do bigger things, better things. Like every project I've ever done has always increased in size, increased in notoriety, like everything. And it was always because of a personal connection that I made, whether three months ago or 11 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Now, how did you get into the arts and entertainment space? Oh, that's fun. Uh, I was 35 years old. I was a broker. I owned my own company, still do. Um, and I was managing money. And that's it. Nothing, nothing other, no other ambitions or interests. My sister-in-law was a producer for MTV 
and she happened to be directing uh, a TV movie for MTV. And an actor didn't show up. And she was in a panic. She was on set. The guy just totally flaked on them. So she calls me up and says, what size suit are you? I'm like, 40 regular. Why? She says, I need you to get a suit, preferably brown, get in your car and drive to Connecticut. I'm like, why? She's like, an actor. She says, I need you to play the school principal in this show. And I'm like, but I didn't, I don't, I don't know how to act. I don't know. I, I what do you mean? A broker. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you want to buy shares of Microsoft? I'll help you. Acting? No, that's, you know, that's not for me. Um, so I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I said, I don't know what I could do, but I'll do it. So I drive to Connecticut with my suit. I put it on. I sit in front of the camera. And now I have like a page and a half of dialogue. And they're spoon feeding it to me. And I, I am pretty good at getting off books. I, I During the course of the afternoon, I, I got the gist of it. And so I do this scene. And the uh, other actor I had to do the scene with um, wasn't giving her what she wanted at, at all. And it, it was just really not good work. I'm not saying that mine was because I didn't know what I was doing, but the camera yeah. was on him. So they said, okay, he's supposed to be scared and he's not scared. Uh, you need to find a way to intimidate this kid. So I said, all right, just cut, pause the camera. What did it stop? So I went over to the kid. I said, listen to me, this is my big break. I got one shot at this. You bring this up for me, kid. I swear to God, I will beat you all over this campus. And I, and I wasn't serious, obviously. Yeah. I was just trying to, so now the kid, is like terrifying. <laughs> and um, so now she goes, okay, action. And now he does his lines and he's completely petrified. And she's like, oh, wow, that, that worked. That was great. Um, you know, that was good. So now I do my lines and it came off okay. I've never even seen it. I don't know. But the, everybody was like, wow, you were really good. That was interesting. How long have you been acting? And I'm like, 45 minutes. <laughs> and That's awesome. So one of the, one of the people on set one of the ADs goes, hey, I'm doing a commercial in a week and they could use somebody that looks like you. Would you come and do a, a, um, a Chase Visa commercial? I'm like, sure. Uh, okay. So I go, I show up and do this commercial. The people at the commercial like me. They're okay, like, we're doing a string of, there's a production house that just shot commercials. So they just kept calling me. I, I did Hot Pockets and I did Tide. And they just kept calling me for work and work and work. And I said, you know what? Maybe I better take, some acting classes or something and see where this goes. Um, so I took some acting classes and um, I was having fun. I was having a good time. I was meeting interesting people. It was very different from Roadbridge, very artistic. I really felt myself cracking out of a mold and being free and really embracing the process of what you had to do to give a performance. So I started training. I started doing well. And before you know it, I'm getting spots on TV. I'm doing off Broadway. I'm getting a shot in a movie here and there. And then finally, a few years later, uh, I'm doing a Stephen King short, one of those dollar babies. Um, I was acting in it. I, I got cast a small role in this in this thing. Wow. And um, the director comes up and he goes, look, I have to be honest with you. He says, my producer is completely incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. Um, can you help me? Like, I know you own a money company. Can you give me some advice how to keep this thing on track? I'm like, I've never produced. I don't, what, what, tell me what has to happen. So he tells me, I need this, I need this, I need that. And you have to have it all at this time. It has to be within a certain budget. So I said, okay, give me a few days. So now I put a schedule together. I put his ideas to work. I financed the thing uh, through, you know, using various financial tools that I was accustomed to having. And 
I brought the thing in on time and under budget. And we shot it. And so he was like, oh, my God, that was great. I'm doing a, a, a feature next. Would you like to jump on board and produce that? And I'm like, oh, sure. Okay. So un until I started uh, making my own choices, I was like in a boat. And just people just kept grabbing me. Oh, could you do this? Would you mind doing that? Can you help with this? Yeah. Okay. I didn't say no to anything. It's like, you know, would you be the tampon in a tampon commercial? Yes, I could probably play that totally. role. <laughs> Whatever you got. Oh, let's go. Uh, and then I finally opened my own production company uh, with my partner, Alyssa Rabinowitz. And um, we started choosing what we were doing more. Like everyone just kept coming to us and they would just be pickier and choosier with how we got along, which is how get, it gets me to target. Uh, I hadn't acted in probably three years. I was stuck just producing. A uh, lot of production work, very busy, um, not so much acting. Um, I said, you know, I, I got I to gotta get back. Into it. I really miss it. I'm going to take a class. And I hear Thomas G. Waits is one of the premier acting coaches in New York. Uh, and his reputation as an actor does precede him. He's done such yeah. big, wonderful films and great things. So I said, let me take this guy's class. So I take his class. I'm having a good time. And he's like, wow, you're good. You, this is great. Um, you know, you're better than I thought you'd be for somebody you know, that hasn't acted in a while. He has um, a lot of words. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. He's, he's one of the most unique characters I've ever met. I don't mean that in, the, in a negative way at all. No, you're he's really, yeah. really unique. Yeah. Very, very great, strong, large personality. Yes. Um, so he says, hey, you know, I'm producing this movie. I'm directing it. I wrote it. Um, would you help me? Would you come on board? And I had such a liking for the guy yeah. that I didn't even read the script. I says, yeah, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's help. Um, and then I came on board and I thought I was helping to produce. I thought there were other producers involved because he had mentioned other people who were producing and and it turns out that i was the producer like had a, it was everything uh and it became this huge juggernaut that uh would get away from us every so often you have to rate, pull the reins in um and then during the course he says you know i wrote a role for you i'm like oh i said you know tom that because i get that a lot hey would you help us produce this if we give you a role wink wink and i never say i never say yes to that I, I, you either hire me as an actor because you like my acting or hire me as a producer, one or the other. Don't try and taint me one for the other. I don't, I don't need that. I've often yeah. given away my own roles in things because I found someone better than yeah. I thought fit, you know, was a fit. So I said, Tom, you really you don't have to do that. He's like, no, I really want to. He says, you've inspired me to write this character that, you know, this insurance salesman that is um, a really funny role. He says, I think you could do it. I said, well, in that case, you know, if it's an inspirational thing, sure, I'll do it. And I had so much fun. Vinny Rigatoni. Uh, Vinny Rigatoni. Yeah, <laughs> I had so much fun. Really, it, it was a fun role to play. I, it really let me relax and be myself and, and play the role. And hopefully it fits in. I mean, I've seen the movie. I, I know it fits in well. I hope it resonates with people. I know from the little bit that I saw, your character is hilarious. The interchange between you and the main character, it's it's like, it's 
I don't, it's funny because when I was when I was going to introduce you, I was going to introduce you as Vinny Rigatoni because after that day, like I wanted to order Rigatoni when we were on set with you. But can you talk a little bit about the about being a producer? Because I've interviewed actors, I've interviewed models, I've interviewed writers, but producing yeah. is something that most people don't understand. And I feel yeah. like it's probably it's 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 absolutely the most important role in a film because. When you're dealing with creatives, they're all over the place and you have to like rein them in. But can you talk about the role of a producer? Mm -hmm. My go-to answer is everyone asks, what does a producer do? First and foremost, above all else, it's personality management. Yeah. You have to know the people to work with and how to deal with them and treat them, which is always directly and honestly and openly. Um, but there are some people that don't receive that well. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn to speak their language and then you have to learn the language that the other people on set speak and you have to pair the right people together and you have to mediate the situations. And it's always about the project. Uh, no egos. I do not care for that from anyone. Um, and that's really the crux of it. If you put together a good team, like I'm working on a couple of projects now where it's like an all-star team. It's like each producer that came on brought their A-game, their A-list players, and every asset they have behind them to try and make this thing come to life. Um, and that's what it boils down to. And then, of course, there's the typical stuff like, how do you raise money? Mm -hmm. Okay, there are many, many ways to do that. Uh, there are ways, you know, casting and distribution uh, should it be a TV series? Should it be a movie? You know, then the, there's all that typical produ production kind of stuff. But I think really the job of a producer is 90% personality management and being good with money and having common sense and just learning to listen to people and hear them out and address their concerns. Everyone has value and everyone has an important role on a film. I don't care if you're the craft services PA or, you know, the guy paying for the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone should be treated somewhat you know equally yeah can we talk a little bit about your dream team for target also i had the opportunity to interview thomas g waits who wrote target and then i had the also the opportunity to interview steve conka and tony daniels who are also part of the film so the thing that struck me most as i interviewed thomas and then i interviewed steve and tony and now i'm interviewing you is the four of you have such different personalities and you have such different gifts so since you're talking about personality management, like, can you talk a little bit about that, how that, the synergy of your team? Because I'm, I'm really struck by just how well the four of you work together, despite the fact that you have such different personalities and roles. Yeah. It's all about the connections that we made with each other. Like Steve, the day I met Steve was the day we rented his house to shoot targeting. Oh, I, really? I, I was the producer and I was going there to negotiate a rate to rent his house. That was it. I never met the man before. I had no intention. I was like, look, I'm paying you to lend me, to rent me your house. And I never want to see you again until like we wrap. And I asked you if everything's okay. Um, but he took an, an interest and he was very genuine and he cared about what would ha what happened there. Not so much what cared about what happened there because of the house. He cared about what was happening there. That good work was being done. Yeah. So I was like, oh, damn, you know, we have this problem. He'd be like, oh, I can help you with that. Let me fix it. I was like, geez, where do I get this? I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. He's very smart. 
He's very artistic and he's very open and generous. Mm. So I felt like any, it, it, as production went on and as the fires kept growing and building and, and as, and he was like right by my side each and every time putting them out. Yeah. Um, so we were like, okay, you're now our producer on this. Do you mind? He's like, no, no, not at all. It's fine. Um, and Tony Daniels, uh, I met through Tom as well. I met both of them through Tom, obviously. And um, he is, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He really is. Yeah. He, you keep him, he keeps you going on these sets. Very personable. He also cares very deeply about what happens. And he's also incredibly talented, incredibly artistic. Yeah. Um, and he just keeps everything light and he is very collaborative. I like collaborative people. Yeah. Nobody holds anything precious. Uh, like if you notice that day, it was very unorthodox. Uh, Tom was directing me, but Tony was stopping me going, Hey, then do this, try this. Yeah. And that was okay with Tom because he knows Tom, uh, you know, they know each other have the best interest. Mm-hmm. And while I was answering to Tom, like Tony would tell me, do want you to do this? And I go, Tom, he go, yeah, yeah, try that. But Tony was giving me a lot of interesting suggestions. Yeah. And I was taking them because it was a very collaborative moment. It was a tough moment. It was a little bit tense, a little bit high, but it was really collaborative. We were all there to get through it. Yeah. And not be like, oh, let's just get through this. But it was just like to get, get from A, get A to Z in the best way possible. Yeah. And we were all there to support each other and help each other. Like nobody took, like Tom didn't take offense that this guy who's not the director is telling me the actor what to do. Yeah. And, you know, it, because we're all very collaborative. We care about, like even last night, we had a production meeting uh, about the play that we're doing. We have an upcoming play, yeah. all of us. And one of the producers suggested something to Tom and it was a completely out of left field suggestion. And instead of Tom going, nope, it's not my vision. He just was like, like, maybe, wow. Like, oh, okay, let's, let's entertain that. Let's, let's play that out. See, let's keep that as an option on the table. Let's play, that's great. Thank you. You know, where another staunch director like, no, my way, ideas. I have all the ideas. It, it doesn't work that way with us. Yeah. And he's not, it doesn't seem like any of you are really led by ego. And I think that's where you find, you see people. No, it gets nobody, it gets you nowhere. Yeah. E- ego is i mean we all have an ego because we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't it, but course. it's a matter of keeping it in you know on under temperament mm-hmm. yeah cool can you talk a little bit about the play that you're working on as well yes um we just started rehearsals last night it was our first rehearsal it's called a white man's guide to rikers island um it's about a young rich privileged white man who drunk drives and he kills a young latino boy this happened in real life and the guy who really did that wrote co-wrote the play mm-hmm. and he's co-starring in the play oh wow yeah it's very very interesting very topical very hot topic temperamental and he goes to rikers island where 90 percent of rikers island is people of ethnic descent you know yeah. the, and the only white people in there are a lot of like privileged white people so he was getting a lot of gruff mm-hmm. the way he 
uh, got through his two years in Rikers Island was he started writing for the Rikers Island paper. Oh, wow. And he became the voice for a lot of people in there. Um, and so he was writing the paper for this entire time that he was in there. And that's how he kept himself relevant and safe uh, and how he learned that he is completely a white privileged person. And now he's like a totally different human being for the experience. Wow. Um, and the play is about his journey inside Rikers Island. It's very, very intense emotionally. It, it really rips the bandaid off a lot of things. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we start March 8th at the Gene Frankel Theater in the uh, downtown Manhattan. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, a lot, of, I can't wait to see the play, first of all. So I have to make sure I'm on that list so I can definitely oh, get in there and you see will that. Absolutely. The tickets are already waiting. Awesome. Perfect. Um, and so a lot of my audience, Vincent, is they're brand new to the industry. And it seems to me like you almost accidentally became a part of the industry. But can you give a piece um, for anyone listening? Can you give that, give people who are brand new to the industry or just getting started? Can you give them a piece of advice that you wish you had when you first got started? Oh yeah. Personal confidence. Be confident in yourself as a person. You're going to make tons of mistakes. I've made them. I still make them. Um, you're not going to always get it right, but do your research, do your homework, investigate. Uh, and then whatever it is you do, do it with conviction. Because in the beginning, I was kind of half-assing it because I was still a broker and still living at home and, you know, with the wife and the kids. So I was like balancing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So it took me 16 years to get where I am now, where had I just focused and was dedicated earlier, it probably would have taken me five. Okay. So I would say just stay focused and stay dedicated and you do things with conviction and be nice, be nice to people. Yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. A long, I mean, I work with uh, very large influential people and the, the most successful people are the ones they are so damn sweet. Yeah. It, it's the guy who like I did two web series back in 2008. So I'm a big deal. And like that, you know, you should listen to it. That's the guy who's like, Ooh, I mean, this is wrong doing web series. I have, I think three or four of them under my belt, but, um, you know, you have to be nice to people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know that you're, I know that you're busy between your brokerage firm yeah. producing several films, working on a, working on a play. I know that you're very busy. So thank you so yeah, much. I for, got a TV series. I'm going to hang up with you and I got to get on another call to plug a TV series. <laughs> uh, Doomsday starts March 1st on VOD. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. We did. We dropped an IndieWire yesterday. Okay. So that, so that was a big deal. I spent the entire day fielding phone calls for that. So that's, wow. that's, that's a great show. That's, that's another two hour podcast though. That's okay. It. Yeah. Well, we'll have a follow-up on all the projects that you're working on and how they all kind of interconnect. How's that sound? Anytime you're ready. That's awesome. Well, thank you again so much for taking well, the time you. to to be on the podcast with us. And for anyone who's listening, please make sure you subscribe to the VIP Ignite Live podcast. I have so many more tremendous guests coming up. So make sure that you are in the know. Make sure you subscribe. And 
again, thank you so much and have an amazing day. Thank you. So appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast. For free resources and to learn more about how to become a model, actor, or musician, please head over to ammsociety.com. And if you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you.